WBNE. Howdy, Yokes. Before we get started, we want to let you know that this episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by our patrons. Uh, now, Bacon and Eggs is supported almost entirely by our patrons, and uh, we really need your support. And what we mean by patrons is uh, we have this website that you can go to. It's called patreon.com. So it's not owned by us. It's owned by Jack Conti from Pamplemousse. Uh, but you can go to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs and you can sign up for all these different reward tiers. And basically you send money to us every month and then we send you exclusive content in return. Uh, but the like side effect of that is that we get to continue to, to do this project and continue to bring the laughs and bring the fun. And the reward tiers are pretty lowly priced. You know, it's like the price of a cup of coffee. Uh, it gives you access to like a private discord server or, um, we have like uh, unedited episodes of bacon and eggs, or you can do other stuff like, uh, you can get access to our bonus show, which is the hash browns. So, I mean, you can check it all out. It's all air. Uh, it's really good stuff. And if you haven't done it in the past, I highly encourage it because it, it really does make a huge difference. And honestly, we're at a stage right now where we, we really do need your support. I mean, our, our patron numbers have been falling and it would mean absolutely the world to us if we could just add a few more patrons to our list uh so if you could just go to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs check out the reward tiers maybe sign up for a few months the start of the month is the best time to do it because we don't charge you until the first of next month so if you sign up uh now which is on the 8th that this is coming out then you get like 22 days or 23 days of of bonus content without even paying for it so it's a great way to see if it's even something that's worth it for you uh, but other than that, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this episode is dedicated to Seamus Gorman, who couldn't be with us today to discuss this uh, Pixar classic of Cars. Uh, but without further ado, let's get on with the show. Howdy, Yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And today, I am Speed. Oh, or maybe we're just repairing a road. One winner, 42 losers. And he didn't win that cup? Because I eat losers for breakfast. Cars! Cars is directed by John Lasseter. It came out on June 9th. That's a 6-9 for those of you who are checking at home. <laughs> 2006 with us 5,506 days ago, $120 million budget, $462 million at the box office, which in 2006 was like buku cash. Anymore, I'd be like, that's a bust. Uh, 74% critic rating, 79% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 73 on Metacritic, widely considered to be the worst uh, sort of trilogy in the Pixarverse. Ethan, what is something a professional critic has said negative about this film? Uh, I got a professional negative critical review here. I actually don't because I managed to close the Rotten Tomatoes page. Oh, I have a positive somehow. one if you'd like. Yeah, give me a positive one while I'm, I'm getting this page back. So this comes from Stephen Gradanus from Decent Films Guide, which we can only assume is in Australia. And he says, Cars is pick Why can we assume <laughs> that? <laughs> I'm so glad you interrupted me because I totally didn't nail it. Oh no! I oh, know. Cars, cars, cars is Pixar's most improbable success to date. A film I can't do it at all. We can assume that Decent Films Guide is set in southwestern Virginia. 
Cars is Pixar's most improbable success to date, a film that could easily have misfired, but somehow does not. That's Stephen Gradanus from Decent Films Guide. Uh, what do you got for me, Ethan, for a negative review? Uh, or do you Paul, have comments on that? Paul Arendt uh, from BBC.com says, oh, oh, oh. it had to end sometimes. No, 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 no. you got to do the voice. <laughs> Good evening. This is Paul Arendt from the BBC. It had to end sometime. After a run of standard CGI setting movies, Pixar has finally delivered a dud. No, I disagree. Ethan, I had so much fun watching this. Oh, uh, it got me at the end. This movie kind of sucks, though. No, you don't think so. I do. I do. I mean, oh, it's it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. Heartbreaking. How could you possibly say it's the worst? I didn't I say it, it was so the worst. Good. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. So Tyler, on a scale of zero to one, or sorry, on a scale of, of 42 to one. On a scale of zero to 100, where do you put uh, Cars? Um, The least imaginative movie name ever. I really enjoyed this a lot. A lot, a lot. A lot, a lot? Like a lot. Uh, man, like yeah, like a minimum ninety five for sure. No, ninety five. <laughs> no, it wasn't that good. I mean, yeah, no, um, look, if you, that's what you want to say, that seems heavy. That was a joke. I was joking. With okay, you. We, that we, seems we were telling jokes. That seems wow. like a thick score. Kachow, you know? Yeah. Kachowdy yokes. Okay. <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, zero to hundred though. I need a number. Oh gosh, seventy nine. That's a lot, a lot for you. That's I enjoyed this a lot, a lot is 79. No, it's not. I'm trying to like. <sighs> What's the number that comes to your brain, man? <sighs> give me some I'm Zen. Like, give me 10 I... seconds of Zen and then give me a number. I'm speed. speed. America's all about speed. Hot, nasty, badass speed. Eleanor Roosevelt. That's an Eleanor Roosevelt quote. <laughs> Zero to 100, man. We got to talk about I this movie. Let's get on for it. breakfast. Brekkie. Maybe I should have eaten breakfast. Bacon and eggs. Uh, I'll tell you, what comes to mind for me is, is honestly in the 80s. Uh, okay. Like 87, 88. 88 feels like a higher number than 87. Like more than just one digit. You know what I mean? Yeah. We had this conversation last week about 84 and 85. Uh, I'm going to go with 88. 88. Okay. I'm going to give this a flat 70. What? Yeah, I mean it's fine. It's a fine movie. I thought it's so funny. Um, There's it's not. So... It's not all that funny though, compared to like, because it, this is a Pixar movie, right? Like, and it has to go up against all the Pixar movies, and it just doesn't cut it. What? Where does it? Where does it fall short for you? I'm so confused. I don't know. I mean, it's 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 not a bad movie by any means. I don't really know what the target audience for it was here, because like it's about NASCAR. Yeah. And it's a little bit adult. And it's it a might be bit. about NASCAR. It also might be about like track and field, maybe. It's not about track and field. It's about NASCAR. No, it's about NASCAR. Uh, yeah, this movie, there's no way you can like I, I, I understand this is what your brothers do for a job and whatever, but there's no way this movie fits in the Pixar theory. There's just no Are you kidding? This is integral to the Pixar no, theory. No, there's, there's no way that this fits in the Pixar theory. No, this is extremely important to the Pixar theory, Ethan, because this is this is after, like, this is when the machines have, like, gained sentience. No, it's Everything just not, though. It's just not, though. on this. Because, because that's absolute garbage where you're saying that the entire history of the world happened, and then it ended, and then it happened again exactly the same way, where we have, like, Cars Jesus. <laughs> yeah, okay, I think... Okay, because, because Ari Gould, Jeremy Piven, the, 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 uh, the freaking 
agent refers to uh, refers to lightning as his mishpoka, which implies that there is cars <laughs> Jews, cars Judaism, <laughs> which means that the cars Jews have not found their car Messiah. There's no way this fits in the Pixar thing because with it's with a Messiah Roddy, Ethan. Okay. Because, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest thing you've ever said on the show in, in our history. <laughs> Frick. <laughs> no, but no, like, I think I think that makes no, sense. Let me, let I think what people are saying let me finish. that let me finish. life is let me finish. cyclical. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> Toy Story and the previous movies were like, oh, man, come to Al's Toy Barn, the biggest toy store in the tri-state area. And Cars is like, this takes place off the side of Interstate 40 in New Mexico or Arizona. They're on the way to Los Angeles from Bristol, Tennessee. There is an America. It is exactly like our America, Route except it's 66. entirely cars. There's a Cars Dale Earnhardt Jr. that races in a red car instead of a black car, which means that Cars Dale Earnhardt died. Yeah, well, obviously they couldn't get Dale Sr. to voice Dale Jr. the car. Yeah, no, correct. I'm just saying that, like, the, the Cars franchise has historically tried this weird, like, level of historical accuracy. And I get it. All the jokes are funny, right? Like when you when you're looking at it and you're like, oh, this is just cars, you know, this is cars Jesus, right? There's a cars pope. It's funny. It's cars Jesus. It's constantly funny, but it does not make for good uh Pixar theorying for me. And I, I hear your argument like, oh, it happened after the rise of the machines, after by and large broke everything. What do you think happened? I mean, so this is exactly what happened. So Wally, we learn, is like built off of human memory. So if you just have enough machines that are born out of that and continue to grow out of that, then they're going to just build themselves off a of human memory. Of course, they're going to have cars, Bristol and cars, Jesus and cars, Pope and cars. Judaism but they're not. That's not how any of Roddy this works. Like <laughs> it's not how anything works. <laughs> it's none of it works. Ethan. They're talking cars. Correct. Did you have a problem with that when you were watching this? Were you like, no, I just don't believe for one second that a GT 40 can talk. No. I never had that problem. What? There's no GT40 in this movie. Lightning's a GT40. No, he's not. He's a, the way that they described him, there was an interview that he was part GT40 and part Lola. What is Lola? That's exactly right. Who's Lola? Who's Lola? That's, that's what they were going for. Okay. He's like a GT40, but curvy. This is like, oh yeah, the Batmobile is, is part Lamborghini, part Hummer. <laughs> Uh, no, but this this movie is perfectly fine. Uh, you got some great performances here from basically everybody uh, in this movie. Stellar cast. Can you believe um, that they called up Larry the Cable Guy and were like, how would you like to have the performance and, of your right, life? Right, and this is the best thing Larry the Cable Guy has ever done. Uh, yeah, before this or that. since then. And he knows that, yeah. Um, he was perfect for this role. He loves- Wilson, perfect for this role. Michael Keaton had way too much fun being Chick Hicks. Michael Keaton was Chick Hicks? Yeah, Michael Keaton is Chick Hicks. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, uh, it was the last movie Paul Newman was ever in. I believe it was the last movie that uh, George Carlin was ever in. And who did George Carlin play? He's the the hippie stoner Jeep, not Jeep, the the it, Volkswagen, the bus, the, the bus the, with the organic fuel. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. organic fuel. <laughs> Tony like, Shalhoub is, is in this. I get, 
I understand what where, where where Pixar's thing is, right? They're like, we don't just make movies for for kids. We make movies for all ages. I'm like this one's a little bit adult, though. This yeah. So this one was more like what DreamWorks does, and maybe yeah. more of a response to Shrek than anything. Right. Like, Shrek is if you watch Shrek as an adult, you're like, I wouldn't even let my kids think about watching this. This is bad. Like this is raunchy. Right. It's like. They get high on organic fuel and, you know, the Porsche has a tramp stamp. Least favorite, most overplayed scene in animated cinema is, and then our characters got high. And because it's this medium, we can really illustrate what that looks like. I hate it. I'm so over. But they didn't even do that here. I know, but I'm so over that like 45 seconds in animated movies. It's my least favorite thing. Well, I don't know what to tell you. Does it get you every time? Are you watching The Good Dinosaur? Like, ha ha, they took the shrooms. I have watched The Good Dinosaur once. Once? Oh my God, Arlo. It'll make you cry, man. This is the second time I've seen Cars, by the way. This is the second time you've ever seen Cars? Pretty sure this is the second time I've ever seen Cars. I've never seen the third one for sure. We, we got a lot of listener reviews for this. Uh, and a lot of people were like, this is the best soundtrack in cinema. Life is a highway. Am I right? I hear you. Life is a highway from cars. Life is a highway is not from cars. That was a song that existed for 15 years. Yeah, but nobody knew this that movie song. Came. Yes, they did. No, they didn't. This is why I was in it. People knew Life is a Highway. No, they didn't. Because they had Raxel Flats record a cover of it. People for the movie. Did you know Life is a Highway before this? No. You didn't? People Neither did you. We yes, were 12. I what? I, can you believe that? This is 15 years ago? 15 years and one yeah. month ago? You didn't know Life is a Highway. No shot. 100% chance. No shot. I de- I de- when this movie came out, I definitely already heard it. It might have been the Rascal Flats version from this movie, but I definitely One time, heard it I, I had to it. stand there at a concert at the, the Veterans United Home Loans Amphitheater in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and watch Rascal Flatts perform this song with my eyes, with my body. It was awful. Why was it awful, Ethan? Because they're terrible live. Well, they're, they're, they're one terrible. of the worst live bands I've ever seen. And all their songs are covers. I, I would not have expected that. I truthfully would have said, like, the dude in, who leads sings for Rascal Flatts is so insanely ugly. He's got to be that good. He's not. I mean, he, he like, <laughs> just stood there in the middle of the stage. He looked like he was, like, sick or dying. But he has not. It, this was five or six years ago, and he has not died. So That's good. Yeah. But, the, yeah, they covered Purple Rain. It was horrendous. Uh, anyway, cars, 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 cars. People do love the soundtrack to this, I guess, just for Life is a Highway and maybe the uh, the the John Mayer Route 66 that plays at the end and a Shaboom is what popular. What is Shaboom? On, that's the, the freaking the song that plays when the, the life could be a dream. Life could be oh, a dream song yeah. <laughs> that plays when they turn the turn the lights back on. That's a great scene. The whole thing is great, man. It's about found family. You love these found family movies. Uh, yeah, I do. It's it's a 70, man. It's fine. It's not a top-tier Pixar movie. It's not a bottom-tier Pixar movie. I like this one, The Incredibles. Really? Yeah. Ooh, because that's not found family. That's just like we had kids. Well, that has nothing to do with it, really. Oh, well. And I guess that's kind of found family. Like, it is their, like, actual biological family, but, like, just like the movie's about them choosing each other. Lightning's such a dick for most of this movie. In ways that, like, my, some of my other favorite Pixar characters are not. Yeah, that's why I like uh, Barley so much, is that he's just not a dick. He's just not a dick. Well, I mean, that's that's a whole different thing, right? That like, But, like, Lightning sucks worse than Joy. I don't know. Joy's pretty freaking self-centered. That's fair. I don't know, man. She's, he's worse than, uh, worse than Marlin. 
Marlon at least has like goals, like aims. Safety. Yeah. God, well, he wants to find his son. Yes. Lightning McQueen is just like, I got to win the Piston Cup. I got to do it on my own. I do it all by myself. I don't need nobody. Like, I don't understand. This is, this is like a moment with Lightning McQueen where I'm like, Lightning, you literally just fired your like crew. Like you don't have a crew chief. Then you fire your crew and you end up in this town where you meet a crew. Like forget everybody else. You meet the tire shop and they can change a set of tires in zero time flat. Yeah. You're not immediately like, you work for me now. Like, yeah, you can still he, be a dick about it, but like. But he doesn't think about it like that. He doesn't need tires, right? That's how he wins. He doesn't need a tire change. He needs. Right. You know, he just, he's, he's Lightning McQueen. He just does it. Right. He was about to go young. race that last race with just the truck as his pit crew. Yes. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's not getting the tire change done quick is the truck. Is Mac? Is Mac. Have you seen the part where he pulls up and he thinks it's Mac right when he gets off Route 66? And the guy said, I'm a beer built, dang it. <laughs> it's 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 funny. It like it's funny in that way. And that's what I'm saying is like I there's so much stuff that when I watched this movie when I was a kid that like I didn't quite get or did get or like knew that other kids wouldn't get. Because you were the best, because you were the smartest kid. No, but like I know who the, I, I listened, to, I was stuck in the car every freaking Sunday. We'd drive somewhere and listen to car talk. So on NPR. So like I knew who the Rusty's brothers were. Like that's a who voice play Rusty's that works. Brothers. They're the guys from car talk. Is that the reference they're making there? Yeah, I mean that's just so they 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 uh they end every show or ended every show. One of them's dead now. They ended every show by saying, "Don't drive like my brother. Don't drive like my brother." Oh, that's good. Yeah, so like I got that, but I'm sitting here like I might be one of the only 14 year olds in America that gets this. Honestly, this is a pretty niche joke, Pixar. <laughs> But like you can't have the, the the and I guess the movie made a ton of money, but it's shocking to me the movie about NASCAR made a ton of money, like a, a kids movie about NASCAR. It's it's not even that it made a ton of money because it didn't do like crazy good at the box office. Four hundred twenty six million or whatever is obviously good, especially for an animated movie. It's three times what it costs to make, or more than that, uh, four times what it costs to make. But it's the merchandising. Not even like even before the park was opened. This is to this day the Pixar property that sell the Disney property that sells the most toys. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. It's like cars, lightning yeah, McQueen. Lightning McQueen. More than And Star he goes Wars? to Radiator Springs and he meets the old washed up race car who hates him because they abandoned him. Well, Lightning didn't. No. But that's the thing is everybody's got to learn, right? Like Doc so you, Hudson has to learn like, to trust outsiders and trust I, race I cars. I can't believe you seen the third one. You should watch the third. The second one, you can skip it all together. But I've seen the one, second one. Yeah. So the second one does exactly what Fast and Furious did where they're like, we took a movie about racing and now it's about saving the world. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Finn McMissile. <laughs> And the problem Lightning. is that it was about to save the world. Why do we fall, uh, Mr. McQueen? Why do our tires pop, Mr. McQueen? So that we can get them refilled. Um, yeah, no, I, have, I don't think I've seen the third one. I mean, I've seen probably part of it. It is about like a Camaro that. Yeah. It's, it's, well, it's basically the first one, but Lightning is now Doc. Yeah. I mean, they took the obvious story they could have used for number two and did it for number three. Yeah. Because they were like, what if we gave Mater his own movie? Yeah. What if we made Lightning and Mater international super spies? For no reason. For no reason. And then Superman. they were like, you know what? Let's go back to racing. We got to get the new, the rookie who's going to beat McQueen. He's got a bigger car. Yeah. 
Oh man, because I'm I'm big into F1 TikTok right now, and 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 that they use the, one of those scenes from Cars Three all the time to talk about various drivers of like lightning getting absolutely wrecked by this new car that's just like bigger and faster and better. Would but we've done this though, right? Like the F1 drivers couldn't do NASCAR. Um, I mean they can, they have right, but like. It's like when rugby players play football. It's like, oh, I bet he's going to be amazing. And then they're like, well, he's okay. But that was that's not even what it is. It's not like they're saying, oh, this is an F1 car here. It's just like that. It's just an illustrative point. It's a driver getting beat. And they're like, oh, man, like, you know, they talk, they talk about different drivers watching the new kid, like, absolutely crush them. And they use the scene from Cars 3. Yeah. Oh. So I, I, if they put one of the F1 cars on the NASCAR track against Richard Petty, who wins that race? The NASCAR, I think. I Are think. they way faster? Sh- They're going like no, 280 wait, no, miles an probably hour. Probably the F1 car. <laughs> probably the F1 car. I think. I don't know. Against each other? I have yeah, no like, idea. In, in the same Martinsville Speedway. Can, and Martinsville, definitely the F1 car. They can turn that fast? The F1 cars? Yeah. Yeah. They can turn way faster. Oh, okay. You should watch this thing sometimes. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, but like Talladega, I don't know. The NASCAR might have the edge. Because it's a straightaway? Just because it's you never you never slow down, right? It's just pedal the metal the whole time. Yeah. Um, Pits. And like one-on-one, I don't know, because like so much of NASCAR is the other cars being out is, there. It's the, that's the whole thing of it. Is how yeah, you the, the drafting and the, the, and the peloton, yeah. Slipstream and yeah. Rubbing is racing. <laughs> when Seamus Gorman came on to talk about Moneyball, I had to explain that NASCAR existed to him. But he didn't know NASCAR was real? No. He was like shocked that we did the thing from cars in real life. Like stock car racing? Yeah. Yeah. He was shocked. You get one, you get to choose between one of three cars. Yep. And, and, and they, it's got nothing to do with the car. But yeah, I was like, they used to call it the, the it was the Winston Cup instead of the, the freaking piston cup what is it now it's like the sprint next up cup or something no no it's monster energy the monster energy the monster energy cup series no it's not it dead it deadly serious is yeah good job monster well done it's monster and the bush league is now i can't remember uh xfinity yeah it's monster and xfinity and camping world truck series (laughs) they used to be the 66 outdoors truck series the 66 truck in the truck series was was the Carlin truck. I have no idea what business was represented there, but it was it said 66 and under it was the word Carlin. Um, I have no idea. Formula 2 has a Carlin racing team. What do we do internationally? We Carlin. I I, I don't know. I think they're just a racing team. <laughs> like Richard Petty Racing. Is that a Formula 1 racing team? No. Richard Petty's the king. Is he okay? I understand who Richard Petty is. Is he still somebody? I know when I was a kid, he was a racer. Well, now he he's a he's a team owner. Ah, like Joe Gibbs and Richard Childress. What's what's uh what's uh old oh what's his name number twenty four Dupont Jeff Gordon Jeff Gordon What's he up to these days? No idea. What about uh number three Rusty Wall number two Rusty Wallace number three was Dale rest in peace. I have no idea, man. I haven't watched NASCAR. You know what Rusty Wallace is up to. I know all the drivers are different now. Is the problem. <laughs> I I know that if I turn it on, I'm like, yeah, I don't know who any of these guys are. Because, like, uh, there's some guy that's won, like, the last seven races or something crazy. Hang on. But because I'm on Formula One TikTok, I sometimes get on NASCAR TikTok. How did you end up in Formula One? That's what I want to know. Oh, my dad and I used to watch it when I was a kid. Um, And then just recently you were like, I like It's the Netflix series, man. It's the the Netflix documentary series got me into it again. Oh. The Drive to Survive. It's great. You should watch it. 
the the Netflix documentary. It really, uh, I would love for them to do that for all sports. It really like lets you in behind the scenes and humanizes the drivers in a way that like most other sports don't have. Uh, I've seen the Ballad of Ricky Bobby. That humanizes. Well, that's the a movie. Crap that's that's out of fiction. As a documentary, it's not a documentary. <laughs> it's a. It's about as real as it gets. So anyway, so then I started. Uh, but they, you know, they put that out, the, the seasons of that out right when the season's about to start, obviously. So right. I got, what? Is it right? Yeah. So I, I watched the Netflix series, then uh, started watching races. And now I'm into it. Also, it's racing's easy to follow because it's one thing every week. It's great. Like I get up at nine o'clock on Sunday mornings. I watch the race. I'm done by 11, right? I don't have seven games during the course of the day. And then you, you watch know, two, the, you watching the two tour? on Monday, two on Thursday. Were you watching the tour? No, I haven't. Yeah. Because you cheered for Alberto Cantador. And I just, I'm so upset about that to this day. Andy Schleich's chain comes off and you're cheering for Alberto Yeah, Contador. I am, man. Yeah, that's like, that's like cheering for Anakin Skywalker when Sebulba's pod racer falls apart. This is not going to land. This is not going <laughs> to land, okay? We cannot talk about the Tour de France. <laughs> Like we, cannot talk about, we cannot talk about the 2009 battle between Alberto Contador and Andy Schlecht. <laughs> I don't even remember the team Andy Schlecht is on. I don't know. Was it Discovery at that point? No. Discovery was gone. It wasn't an American. No, it wasn't yeah. an American. He was Lichtenstein. Amer- yeah, but he was the guy. He was Listener, there was a moment in the Tour de France, which is a bicycle race. It's the big one. It's the big. It's the most insane sporting event yeah. in the world. Nobody should do this. Nobody should do this. I sometimes I think that like, oh, I could be a professional athlete. I could do some of these things. I could not. You ever thrown up a baseball from the pitcher's mound to the to yeah, where it's the a catcher long stands? Way. It's so far. No, I was planning on watching it this year, but I missed the first like four days before I realized it was on. And then I'm already lost. Yeah. When they tell you the speed that a baseball is traveling, where is the baseball? What do you mean? Like when they say that was a 90 mile an hour oh, fast as it crosses the plate, I guess. God, that's so far to have already traveled. Yeah. It'd still be going 90 miles an hour. <laughs> that's the key, man. That's that's. And there are some pitchers that can throw like 107. That's insane. I rolled his chat. used to get, he was a closer. He used to, I, mean, I guess he still is, but yeah, we get out there and just throw, you know, 107, 108 mile fastballs. Can you imagine? No, How do they hit I the can't. Ball? I was How not very good at baseball. <laughs> It's just like, it's inhuman to me that they can do this at all. I mean, yeah, this is any sport, though. Like, I don't know. But is it? I feel like with football, like there are kickers who are like, yeah, I played soccer and then I came out here and I just was a kicker. Right. But I still like I couldn't go out and play (coughs) running back for the for the anybody's right. I would die. I would need a new spine. You, if you went to like a high school right now, 28 years old, I would die. Like, I, I would tear both my ACLs in minutes. Obviously, yeah, you couldn't be a running back. But if you were like, I want to be a left tackle for, for your high school varsity team, they would be like, yes, sir. I would die. No, you would. Both of my knees would break. I'm old, I could, man. I could be a left tackle for a high school team. We're old, man. <laughs> I don't think my knees would break. I would get very tired very fast. Very fast. Very, they would be like, yeah. During two got- days in August. <laughs> I'd be like, this no, sucks. no, I'm not going to do and then it. All the, I think when one band kid was like, yeah, we're out here. You guys are taking a water break. I'd be like, I'm literally going to kill you. I, I hate you because I was that band kid and I was so wrong. I, have, I could do I could do band camp today. Wouldn't even break a sweat. I would break a sweat. You would but break I could a do sweat. band camp today. <laughs> you would be very tired as well. Yes, but I could do it. I don't think I could do a football camp. No, 
If someone is like, you have to go play trumpet for a week straight. I'd be like, cool. This is awesome. You got to go stand on that hill in August. Yeah. All day. This seems irresponsible, but this is awesome. <laughs> no, I have a, I have a deep respect for NASCAR. I think it's a sport that gets hated on way too much across the world. Um, and yeah, wind racers from other series come and try to do NASCAR. They're like, no, this is hard. The car doesn't have anything like yeah, it's, any it's help. Stock car. Yeah, it's a stock car, man. You're it's still they're still carbureted. Like, yeah, there's no traction control. There's no automatic. And I like brakes. There's there's go. There's go. four gears and there's go. It's, you have to shift manually. Yeah. Like now paddle shifters. I saw a NASCAR driver like, on take TikTok. your hand off the wheel at 260 miles an hour and shift gears. Yeah. <coughs> they don't go 260 miles an hour. How fast do they go? Like 200. OK, well, maybe a little over. That's fast. It is fast. It is, it is fast, and they're right up against each other, bump drafting, pit maneuvers, you know, slingshot. Slingshot, man, yeah, this I is where a, the vernacular comes from. I saw a driver the other day on TikTok, they were like, so do you, when you shift, you use the clutch? And he's like, no, nah, we just, uh, I mean, we use the clutch, we're coming out of the pits, or, or starting from dead stop or something, but we just rev match, you know, you just... You learn to listen to the engine. You can just slip that gear in there. And I'm like, this what? is a race car going 180 <laughs> miles an hour. And you're like, yeah, let me just let me just not clutch to shift from third to fourth. I feel like people who don't drive like I, I feel like a lot of our listeners are people who don't drive. That is not an easy thing to do. No, no. It's a scary thing to it's do. It's a scary thing to do. What happens if you fail that shift, Ethan? The car breaks. The car. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know what happened. I guess you're in neutral and the car slows down and you lose. And you lose. Or you get uh, exploded because you're in the middle of a, a genuine pack of vehicles going 180 no, miles No, those cars hour. don't explode. <laughs> Not explode, but like you get bumped and then turn and then flipped. And then you've seen cars. Have you seen cars? I've you know seen cars, in the beginning yeah. Where where lightning drives through the like massive heap of vehicles yeah that's what happens not possible well yeah where you drive through that yeah no <laughs> but yeah because lightning mcqueen is is you know an animal not a car right I mean, he is a car but he is like sentient right he can, he can like he also he can, can like, shimmy yeah he can, he can shimmy bend. And he, he, i believe at one point he jumps yeah he jumps he <laughs> ramps one over one car with another car <laughs> and then he uses a car's tires against his own and the shocks to jump. It's not how and any I of believe, that works. And I believe he winks at some adoring fans. Yeah, the twins. Yes. That become Chick Hicks fans. <laughs> Kachika. Yeah, Michael Keaton as Chick Hicks was not something I realized until I looked up the cast list. I didn't realize that until you told me. Yeah. Michael Keaton, like Batman himself. I was like, yeah, Batman I'll come play the, the evil vulture. race car that's not really in this movie. He's, he's in it. It's it's Who, like a side quest, though. Like, would you what would you do to race for Dinoco, Ethan? I mean, I don't know. Lightning McQueen would look terrible in blue. You're not going like reason blue was always weird. Hmm? Like that scene where he where he gets himself all blue in, in like his dream is weird. I don't like a yeah, not red lightning. I mean, he's a red car through and through. Yeah, like that makes sense. But they were like, yeah, we're going to draw this guy as red. Yeah, that makes sense. I get it. Uh, uh, what would I, I do to race for Dynaco? I don't know. I'm not a race car. <laughs> I'm a person. I'm a person. and My name is Ethan. My uh, eyes aren't that big. Correct. Your eyes are much smaller than Lightning McQueen's. 
Um, there's a powerful scene where he's talking about racing for Dinoco and he tells Mater, yeah, I can get you into a helicopter. And then Sally is Sally. Is that her name? Yeah. Sally yeah, the Bonnie Hunt, Bonnie Hunt. Uh, you probably know from Jerry Maguire. What were you saying? She says to him, she's like, did you mean that when you said that you, you get him up into a, a helicopter? And that's like the first moment where lightning is like, Oh, these people are starting to like me. Not because I'm a race car, but because I'm like doing something nice for them. They never cared that he was a race car. They didn't know who he was. Yeah. Well, nobody knows who he is. Yeah. This is, I think, the funniest thing about professional athletes is that like in the circle that you exist in, yeah, you can't go anywhere without being recognized. But like you go to Arizona, the middle of nowhere in Arizona. Right. You go somewhere where there's not an NFL team. Like if Aaron Rodgers, well, Aaron Rodgers is probably a bad example. Uh, if anybody else for the Green Bay Packers walked through Kroger in Roanoke, Virginia, yeah. nobody would recognize them. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're like, if you go to like Floyd. Right. And you're a NASCAR nobody driver. Cares. Yes. Although I think Floyd probably cares more about NASCAR than. I mean, Green sure, Bay but like, I don't think, driver. I don't think if, if, you know, Joey Logano walks into the stop and go, they're like, oh my God, it's Joey Logano. They're like, hello, <laughs> white guy. It's kind of weird Did jacket you like- you're wearing. I like your Joey Logano <laughs> jacket. <laughs> <laughs> if he went to any supermarket in Green Bay, Wisconsin, he'd be set. Who? Joey Logano? Joey Logano. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a cool NASCAR hat you got. Yeah. Oh, you guys weird. do that driver. Oh, yeah. So my cousin used to drive in the Bush series. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do some real driving? We got a uh, demolition derby we do every Yeah, we go Thursday. dirt track racing every Friday night. <laughs> You want to come? You want to come? <laughs> We're always looking for drivers. Oh, it's the Sheeler Motor uh, Mile Speedway. Sheeler. Ugh. Ugh, indeed. Ugh, indeed. So what is it that's uh, so great about cars, Tyler? What what does it for you? Uh, I don't know. It's probably a bit of nostalgia. I think what a lot of it is the expectations for me are insanely low. That everybody's like, Cars sucks. Cars is like Pixar's worst. And then I watch it and I remember really liking it as a kid and being like, yeah, I don't know why everyone hates this. And I guess I'm not really thinking about it critically at all. Like I'm not looking for plot holes in the story because on some level you've got to be like, well, they are talking cars, right? Right. Uh, so that's going to be like a big plot hole altogether. Cars can't talk. Uh, cars aren't sentient. And like anytime there's like a feature of a car that like call is called into question, like Mater's able to use his rear view mirrors. It's like, how? You can't see them. They're not in front of you. They're to the side of your eyeballs. But like, I just don't care. Like, okay, Mater can use his, his rear view mirrors. Uh, I don't know. Just like, I never think too much about it. And I, when I watch it, I laugh at all the jokes I like all the little references that I get. I pick up. I feel like I've always been like a quasi car guy, but not like sure enough that I could be like a car guy. So every time I watch it, I feel like I'm like, oh, I, I got something new out of this. I don't know. I, re- I really like cars. I think it's underrated wholeheartedly. And it's one of those that like, again, if my kids are like, I'm going to make this my thing, I think there are worse things for them to make their thing. I'd rather watch this a zillion times than like Epic from DreamWorks. I mean, that's fair. Turbo from DreamWorks or a shark. Yeah, I mean, if this is a DreamWorks movie, this gets a higher score, though. Yeah, I think like it being at some level, even though it's expectations. Right. There's subjective reviews here. Like it gets a higher score if it's DreamWorks. It gets a higher score if it's eliminations. It has to go up against all the Pixar movies, though, and it just does it like it's not a top 10 for me. So it's hard for me to like 
give this one a score up there with all the rest of them because it doesn't fill me with the same joy as, as the Toy Story movies. It also doesn't fill me with the same joy as like most of the newer ones. See, like this, I think there's Toy a weird Story middle is, ground here where I didn't care about Pixar, and that is just I've never gotten over that. I think you say it doesn't fill you with the same joy as the the Toy Story movies. I think compared to Toy Story one, this beats it out. Like, Toy Story one is hard to watch. Yeah, it, it has. It looks pretty good. Yes. Um, there were only a few times when I was watching this where I was like, ah, hello again, 2006. Yeah, there were a couple times where I was like, this is just like casual racism or casual uh, uh, appropriation. Causism. Yeah, just it. Oh, some <laughs> of it's not great, right? Like, like they had to get the Mexican car to run the chop shop like they had to. Uh, right. For some reason, you know, it's just you, you had you made all these weird choices, right? Where like the agent has to be the the Hollywood Jewish, Jewish. guy. It's got to be Ari Gold, literally Ari Gold. Is that who voiced him? Yeah, Jeremy Piven. I didn't realize that. That's in funny. the UK release, it's Jeremy Clarkson from Top Gear. Is it really? Yeah, playing Harv. <laughs> That's awesome. I want to see that version. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, um, but yeah, Ari Gold from Entourage plays the agent, right? Um, yeah. But like, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's no nostalgia factor here for for me at all because I didn't see this in theaters, and this is the point where I just kind of stopped caring about uh, Pixar and like animated movies and really movies in general for the most part. This period in my life, right? Like, this came out between Except Halo Two later. and Halo Three. Like, <laughs> I had other later, things to do. Transformers came out, and right? That um, was awesome. I'll tell you what, this is better than Transformers. Uh, I haven't watched Transformers in a while, but yeah, probably. Although I, I would, I, I think I would get more personal joy out of watching Transformers. I mean, it got me. This know, got me at the end. It made me smile. It, you know, I, I almost halfway teared up when he goes and saves the king. Um, yeah, it's a Pixar movie. It does the thing, right? Uh, but like, I have no nostalgia for this or for Up or for Wally or really anything until like Inside Out because I just didn't see it. Inside Out is so good. Um. Like, that was probably the first one I saw in theaters after The Incredibles. Uh, so, sorry, Toy Story 3 was in there, in the middle. But Toy Story 3, that was an emotional roller coaster right there. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, I remember everybody had the same hot take of being like, we grew up with Andy. This means more to us than anyone else. And, like, I agree with you, but I'm so tired of this hot take that I disagree with you now. I mean, I don't. I was like, I we, were a, we were a year away from college when that movie came out. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was brutal. It was brutal, right? I get you can still watch it and everything, but like, you didn't. You can just watch all the Toy Story, but they're all out, right? Like, you can be fifteen seeing them all for the first time at the same time, right? I will say this in regards to being fifteen seeing them all, watching them for the same time. Uh, I've been watching WandaVision. Okay. Just like in a row. Okay. Totally holds up. Very, very good. I believe it. Very good show. I might be my favorite one. I said it would Although hold up from the beginning. Week, like without the week breaks. No, we needed the week breaks. Because if we didn't get the week breaks, then we wouldn't have had the insane speculation time that was one. Yeah, I don't care about speculation, straight. though. I'm so tired of speculation. Oh, There's so much speculation. time in history. We, people don't do it for Loki. Nobody's making yes, videos. They like, Here's do. What I think is good. Do yes, they do. Yes, they do. I don't see them. They're doing it for Loki. They did it for Falcon. They're going to do it for Hawkeye. For what if? For what if? I don't, do it for that, I don't no think they're going to do it for that because I don't think that's. Uh, I think every episode's different. Yeah, like I don't <laughs> think that's a, a a linear story. Yeah, I'm excited to see that though. I think it's going to be really fun. Little, um, uh, well, I'm glad One Division holds up. I'm. I was curious if it would. Um, yeah, they definitely needed the the week breaks though, because even if you didn't like the speculation, I still think like 
even if you didn't like the discussion about it, I still think sitting down and thinking about it was was fun. Um, and like, ooh, I wonder what that was. And, and you know, really paying attention to each each little moment. Uh, no, but it, 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 yeah, it's very good. Emily's watching it. And it's very fun to watch it with Emily, but she is also not like super into the MCU. So there's a lot of questions where she'll be like, I don't know what that is. And I can't tell if she's asking like a WandaVision question that I can't answer or like a, I genuinely don't know who Darcy is. It's like, okay, how do I answer this question? Darcy worked for Natalie Portman. Yeah. Nailed it. She was Jane she Foster's was Thor. assistant. Do you remember yeah. Thor? You don't remember Thor? You didn't you don't remember going to the theater and seeing that in two thousand five? Okay. It was not 2005. 2011. Yeah, let me tell you what did not come out in 2005 was Thor. Thor. I will tell you this. Here I'm at the beach house, as you can see by my beautiful setting. Uh, They have two MCU movies. They've got Hulk 2003, and they've got Point Break, which is pretty exciting. Neither of those are MCU movies. That's what's on their shelf here. It's Neither the, like, of those are MCU movies. One is a Marvel movie. Yeah, but in the Avengers, Tony calls Thor point break. Ah. So bing, bang, boom. Okay. Got yeah. a mean left hook point break. Uh, so there was a theory out there for a long time that The Incredible Hulk was a sequel to Hulk 2003. But like sort of scrapped, sort of not. Like it could have been okay. if it needed to be, but it also could be like tied to this Iron Man thing if it needed to be. They didn't know which like direction it was going. So instead, they tied okay. it to Iron Man and not to Eric Bana's Hulk. You know what has a sequel? Cars. Cars. Cars, Cars has a sequel. Cars 2. Cars has Cars 2 and Cars 3. They really didn't get imaginative with the names on these. They didn't get imaginative with the names on Iron Man. I agree. I think that's dumb. What would you have named? You get so few opportunities to name things. And stop trying to drag it back to the MCU. We're not talking about the MCU here. What would you have named cars if not cars? Boy, I don't know. Um, Thunder Road. No. Get your kicks. I mean, this isn't my job, though. Like, I don't have to come up with the names for them, but like to just be like cars. At least they were like a bug's life. A car's and not life. just not just bugs, <laughs> toys, I mean, bugs, fish. <laughs> fish would have been so good. <laughs> <laughs> Fish and other aquatic animals. Oh, it's just called fish. Fish. But, but like that too, you gotta say it like fish. Fish. Who Nemo. plays who plays Marlin in fish? Fish. I think it's still Owen Wilson. You think it's Owen Wilson? Yeah. Wow, my son. Wow, He's my gone. Son. Wow. And Dory is <laughs> Dory's played by Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> Oh. Now what you gonna do is go down to Sydney and find out Dennis had done stole your kid. Hold on, if we did all of the movies like this, because that's what I want to know. What the heck? They don't have a, a list of all the movies that came out from Pixar. They definitely right, do. Let's yeah. Let's <laughs> come on. Let's uh let's so it'd find it. It had been toys, bugs, toys, toys bugs, two, toys two. Monsters, monsters, fish, fish, the superheroes. I guess the Incredibles, just Incredibles. Yeah, cars, rats, robots, olds, toys three, (laughs) olds, balloons, balloons, uh, toys three, cars two, Scottish, 
Monsters, Zero, Emotions, Dinosaurs, Fish 2, Cars 3, Mexicans 1, Incredibles 2, Toys 4, Dungeons and Dragons, uh... Soul. What do we call in Soul? Soul. <laughs> We're still calling it Soul. Souls. Soul. And Calamari by your name. Calamari by your name. The only one that doesn't get... Uh, I will say I didn't know this. In March of 2022, we get a Lindsay Collins Pixar movie called Turning Red. Who is Lindsay Collins? That's the producer. I have no idea who Lindsay Collins is. Well, you said it like I was supposed to know. Directed by Domi Shi, who is um, a Chinese woman. Well, I guess she's a Canadian woman uh, of Chinese origin. She did Bao. Nice. She that was, the was good. She first woman direct a Pixar short, so that's awesome. It's called Turning Red. Yep. Uh, she's worked on Luca, Soul, Onward, Toy Story 4, Incredibles 2, Good Dinosaur, and Inside Out. Is this about a red panda? I swear to God, is this about a red panda? Turning Red doesn't even have a Wikipedia page yet, so... Uh, on it's a May fat- the- freaking Pixar movie about a red panda. They are super cute, my God friend. dang it. Why did Tyler? Why do they do Tyler? Tyler, why did they do this to me? The 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 Falcon and the Winter Soldier thing, the Taylor Swift thing, the Pixar thing. They're gonna make me like red pandas. What did the Falcon and the Winter Soldier do with red pandas? Nothing. It made me like Bucky. Oh, <laughs> see, red pandas are adorable. They are adorable, but they're a huge letdown. They are not pandas. They're not pandas. <laughs> they are red, though. What is this movie about? Pixar.fandom.com. A young girl's devotion to a boy who uncontrollably poofs into a giant red panda. I just want you to click on the JPEG I just sent you. Okay. That is a cute animal. You're not wrong. That's a cute image. Is that not? You know what's not that cute? The panda from the red panda from Turning Red. Is there pictures from Turning Red already? Yeah. There's what I imagine is is concept art. Did you did you Oh, wow. Oh, he's kind of wow. weird looking. He looks like he's played by John Ratzenberger. Welcome to the Himalayas. <laughs> Welcome to China. I'm a red panda. Uh, did you ever see no. Uh, no, I know you didn't. The one about the dragon. Raya? Raya. No, I didn't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, you know? Don't know what? Raya, it was about a dragon. The dragon was the last voiced one. by... What? Well... The last one. Probably not. Raya, <laughs> if I had to guess. The dragon was voiced by, like, none other than Aquafina, whom I love, right? Yeah. But, like... I wouldn't hire Aquafina to voice a dragon. Well, they did. The dragon. It made tens of dollars. I would have. I would have been like James Earl Jones. You're the dragon now. I do, I don't know about this Disney Pixar turning red movie. It looks a little I don't weird. Know about this at all. I mean, I definitely will. I guess give it a shot. I'm very excited that they're uh, getting some not white people to direct the movies and. Um, getting a woman to direct the movies. That's very cool. Uh, showing some some not white American stories in the Pixar sphere, which is great. Uh, I freaking hate red pandas, though. They're such a letdown. They're not pandas. Listeners. I don't hate red pandas. I am not crazy about this red panda. He's weird looking, man. He's not even cute. He's like, if he, I say the word furry. He looks this, boisterous. He's <laughs> a chonky, chonky boy. Um, 
I don't think so, he's a boy, but he definitely is. Oh, did you not hear my my synopsis? Well, I, I guess it's a boy that turns into a red panda. A young girl's devotion to a oh, sorry a boy band. What? Hang on, there's a word in there I didn't read earlier. In turning red, Maylee is a confident, dorky 13-year-old torn between staying her mother's dutiful daughter and the chaos of adolescence. And as if changes to her interest, relationships, and body weren't enough, whenever she gets too excited for a teenager that is practically always, she poofs into a giant red panda. Yes, she. Okay, uh, yeah, I didn't, I, I missed a word in the first one. She's obsessed with the boy band, so let me get this straight. Uh, this highly... A definition photo that I just sent you is going to just really send it for you. Um, yeah, that's the same one I've been looking at. Okay. Yeah. Listeners, just go to, um, here, I'll read the, uh, it's pixar.fandom.com slash wiki slash turning underscore red, and you will see a picture of this red panda nightmare. You mean to tell me that this girl's obsession with BTS turns her into a red See, that's panda. the thing I was thinking, is it's going to be about K-pop. <laughs> I, I might be too old for this movie. They might have moved on from me, honestly. Yeah, they might be like, you know, Ethan doesn't need this one. You know, Soul, Soul got me good. Love that movie. And they were like, eh, we got him. It's fine. I mean, they got you with Luca, I thought, right? Did you like Luca? I can't yeah, it was remember. fine. It was pretty good. I don't. Th- uh, I wouldn't say they got me the way they like they, did with Soul and Gotcha. Um, I watched Luca for a third time this week, and I was like, "Oh, they got me here." <laughs> yeah, I saw your tweet about that. Um, yeah, being like, "Oh, I finally get it." Yeah. Um. Well, anyway, be curious to see how it goes. Uh, if the red panda is a small girl, that is really weird based on this image. <laughs> if you just showed me the red panda standing behind this Wallace and Gromit looking girl. I would not say that these are the same people, right? Like this is a girl and her giant red panda friend who is probably voiced by, yeah, by John Ratzenberger or somebody of that ilk. Or like the disabled or not disabled, uh, deceased voice of John Candy. Yeah. Yeah. They, they just use clip, uh, uh, cut up clips from uncle buck tied in there. No, no. They do like the whole pitch from plane trains and automobiles where like, where, where you got, where you got this giant red panda pitching showerings to people? Yikes! Big old yikes, man. Um, why did you watch Cars last night? Um, what what was the impetus there? Not that I think you shouldn't watch Cars. I'm just curious. What nephew who wanted to watch it? Loves Cars. It's like Your his nephew. favorite. Actually, it was it was not my nephew. It was my my brother in law Kyle. It was like let's watch Cars, and I was like okay, and so we watched Cars. Fair. <laughs> I yeah. saw you're in a house with a bunch of kids. I wasn't sure if one of the kids was like, yo, cars is it. Well, well, Tyler, I do think that was like how we got there. I will say that like I'm in this house with a bunch of kids and we have like a Nintendo switch here. And somebody was like, Uncle Tyler, can I beat you in Mario Kart? And I was like, you absolutely cannot. But you can certainly try. You can play me in Mario Kart. <laughs> you can try. Will you let me win? Absolutely not. I have no idea how to even do that. I will destroy you and I will. There's a chapter in uh, the Anthropocene reviewed book where John Green details uh, how he refuses to let his children win at Mario Kart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Where he's like, one day they will beat me. That is not today. (laughs) Yeah. I will not let you win in Mario Kart under any circumstances. (laughs) Right. Because this is the thing is like we have now. uh, Well, I'm not a parent, but like this generation has become parents that grew up with video games. Right. 
Yeah. And so one day I'm going to have kids that are like, dad, can, can we play you at Halo? And I'll be like, catch these hands, children. <laughs> I will BXR you to death. I will BXR you to death. What is BXR? You have to figure it out. My niece goes. I had to figure uh, it out. You've got to figure it out. Yeah. How did you get on the top of Zanzibar? That's an old <laughs> secret. <laughs> I'm playing uh, Mario Kart with my niece. And she's like, how'd you get so good at this? And I was like, I've been practicing. And she's like, oh, for how long? And I was like, for 25 years. <laughs> A long time, Sienna. A long time. <laughs> and she was like, I'm never going to get that good. And I was like, you can keep playing for the next 20 years and we'll see where we're at. <laughs> yeah, my my skills are going to start to drop off eventually. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, because because with Mario Kart, especially in our house, it was like not only were we good at it, we we're like very good at Mario Kart. Yeah. We didn't know how good until you could play online on the Wii, yeah. and then Jonathan would play online, and like anytime him and I would race, we would pretty well. Like he would obviously win because he's Jonathan; he always wins at everything. We would, like it would be like Jonathan's in first, and then I'm in second, and then there's a gap, and then there's the rest of the pack. Yeah, then there's the AIs. Uh, Right. I just thought that's how it was. Turns out other people like don't play that way. Like other people have to use all the items that they offer you. <laughs> um, all I get is bananas <laughs> ever. Bananas and the occasional coin. Yeah. Bananas coins is all yeah. I get in Mario Kart. Yeah. Uh, One day I'm going to give my kid the, the Legend of Zelda, the Oracle of the Seasons and be like, you figure it out. You figure it out. Have fun. Have you fun. You figure it out. Because I was like... <laughs> I remember being 23 years old playing on like a laptop that I bought with my own money, like <laughs> on an emulator, looking up dungeon <laughs> uh, guides for this freaking yeah. game. <laughs> I mean, stupid game. Bradygames.com. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Get the freaking Prima guide for it. Oh, man. I have, I have the printed out guide for Oracle Seasons and Ages. Like, buy it in stores. Like Yeah, yeah, I did as well. Uh, um, I know Knights of the Old Republic, you have to do the, how do you get four gallons into, like, a bucket you can only fill with three gallons or a bucket you can only fill with five gallons? How do you end up, like, how do you end up with four gallons? That yeah. was a good one. Imagine introducing your kid to Skyrim, where, like, you know all of the hacks, all of the secrets. <laughs> and you're just like... All right, uh, Dad. Why are you making iron daggers? Parthenax is up. about. <laughs> Shut up! You don't know. Hey, ooh, Look, you're now finally I can awake. <laughs> but Dad, you haven't even played the. You haven't even started the main story. Yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, Parthenax. I got to destroy the legion. I've got to. I've got to incite a riot in White Run. Is what I've got to do. <laughs> yeah. But the then storm she, cloaks. Then, then, then they busted out Minecraft. And I've never played Minecraft. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say I bet they can kick your ass at Roblox. Uh, they like the way that they play Roblox. The way that they think about competition in Roblox is very interesting. The way that they market like games to young girls blows my mind. It's like who can decorate your outfit the best, and then we will judge you. And it's like, man, this is harsh. Yeah, we used to just kill the flood. Yeah, I, the I flood want, had I no allegiance. <laughs> <laughs> flood, the flood didn't flood judge. Would, the flood didn't discriminate. It wanted to kill everything. everything. It would fight the Covenant. It would fight me. It would fight the Sentinels. I don't even know why. The Sentinels were robots. The yeah, freaking 343 Guilty it. Spark over here like, hey, uh, do you want to fight the flood for me? Thanks. Thanks. We're here at the library. Yeah. The library on Legendary. Just flood I still flood just like, flood. just like, 
shudder at night sometimes. <laughs> I wake up hearing every Johnson in my ears, like actual war flashbacks. <laughs> no, I've never been to war. I don't know what war is like, listener who was about to email me. I'm kidding, okay? I'm sorry. I do know what, what Halo is like, though. Combat Evolved. I do know what Halo Combat Evolved is like, yeah. And Halo 2, 3, 4, and Reach. I don't think I've played 5. I haven't played 5. I've played, played some Halo Wars. I was never big into Reach. I loved You Reach. and I played Halo 4 together. Yeah, I think we sat down one day and we are like, let's beat Halo 4. Let's like we did. put it on easy and just beat it and see what it's about. See what it's about. Right, just play the story. Yeah. Uh, I, I was on TikTok not too long ago, speaking of Halo. Uh... Apparently there's like more than a few canon books. There's like 20. Yeah. I thought there was like four. Oh, by the time Halo 3 came out, there was already like seven. Really? Pretty sure. Yeah. Maybe I should read all of those. Because the first three only get you through Halo. The Pillar of Autumn. The Fall of Reach and then Halo and then First Strike or whatever. That gets you through the campaign and, and a little bit after of Halo 1. Then they went down with like Ghosts of Onyx and all that stuff. The other Spartans, the next generation. They were pretty good, honestly. The Halo books are a compelling read. Well, maybe that'll be uh, my next series to binge. I got invited to books. participate in a Star Wars book club that yeah. meets in person every month. Oh, I'm insulted, but... Why? I want to go. So go. <laughs> Where is it? It's Sweet Donkey over in okay. Crystal Spring. Are you participating? I doubt it. I'll probably forget. I'm almost certainly busy that day. I think he said they were Tuesdays that they meet. No, yeah, I'm more so, busy that night. But yeah, I've been there uh, sitting on their porch drinking a couple of lattes and reading reading books a couple times. And the dude was like, hey, you see a big book guy? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, have you read any Star Wars books? And I'm like, not in a long time, but like, I'm not opposed. Like, I don't know how to tell you that, like, I've read 100 books this year, but none of them are Star Wars books. But also, like, if you're like, hey, I'd love it if you read this Star Wars book so I could talk to you about it. I wouldn't be like, ew, gross. Yeah. Um, I'm really scared, though, because because we've been reading the Dan Brown books. Yeah. Like the, 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 I'm, I, I might end up reading just like those grown up page turner books. They, they, dude, they're good, man. They've always <laughs> been good, right? Like, I've like, read Alice Cross books. They're good. The Born books are good. They're page turners. Like, oh my God. These, the characters are just so. I'll tell you the key with this, uh, I can't think of his freaking name. Langdon? Robert Langdon, yeah. Robert Langdon. I, we knew a Hunter Langdon. I kept thinking Hunter, but I was like, obviously it's not that. Uh, Robert Langdon is that like the way he's described for the first time in Angels and Demons, which I guess is not the first release. It is. Yeah. Whatever. It is the first release. It is the first release. It was not the first movie, but it is the first release. Okay. I thought it was like written. I thought he wrote it and then wrote the Da Vinci Code and the Da Vinci Code got published, but then Angels and Demons got published. Uh, I don't think so. Maybe. I don't know. Um, anyway, the way he's described is very, it, it would be very easy to picture him as like Matt Damon or like somebody cool and suave and handsome. And if it's not Tom Hanks, it doesn't work. Like he's, he's too cool if he's not Tom Hanks, you know? No, I don't think he's ever described to be cool though. And he's definitely older. Yeah. He's, he's, like he could be 40. Matt Damon now, maybe. Yeah. No, I would just keep it as Tom Hanks. Well, I just keep doing that. They've yeah. done three with Tom Hanks and they're doing, uh, the number, the th third book as a, series without tom hanks Ooh, who's cast uh just some guy it's Harrison like they're, do Ford. they're doing it as a prequel ah like a how robert landing got his start even though that's not at all what happened it's very important in this first or at least the reason i went back and read angels and demons because like the first two chapters of uh the da vinci code were like robert langdon did a thing with the vatican that's pretty freaking important but it's not for this story angels and demons is really good though they're all really yeah, good I, I just i just finished all five of them in like a week and a half 
Um, Did you eyeball them? No, I listened to them. I was about to say, these are 700 paid books. No, like, I, I, I listened to them. The narrator's great for the least the last but four of the five. The first guy is kind of weird, but mm. um, no, and and uh, they, they are exceptionally good page turner books. Because like if you if you immediately go and pick up like something else, because like I did this, I finished the Lost Symbol by Dan Brown, and I was like, oh, Dan Brown's written anything else, and I picked up Deception Point by Dan Brown, and I was like, hmm, this isn't as good though. <laughs> like this is still a beach housey page turner fiction. This isn't Robert Langdon, right? Like I'm not right. learning anything about art. Yeah, I'm not learning a ton right now. You learn a I lot was- about art. I will say uh, Angels and Demons feels very dated. It feels very much like this conversation between atheists and Christians like was definitely had 15 years ago, but it's kind of played out now. Yeah. Well, they, they all are, are relevant to the time that like very relevant to the time they're published. Yeah. Um, Cause the fifth one's about like a guy that, you know, discovers the origin of the species or whatever. Like, and that was like four years ago. Yeah. It was 2017. Like creates a computer model that can simulate creation. Like what actually happened at creation. Mm. The fourth one is about a global pandemic. No way. Well, sort of. It's complicated. You should read them all. They're really good. I will. Number three is a little rough. (laughs) I I own the first two as eyeball books. So I, I plan to eyeball them. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the way to do it. I've read the first three on paper, and then uh, the fourth one came out right when I was getting into audiobooks in, like, 2014. So I just did that, and then I just have it. And I'm not going to go, like, buy it, because I already have it. And I like the audiobook. But it's always, it's very formulaic, right? It's like Robert Langdon, the guy that wears the turtleneck and the tweed jacket, meets, like, a hot woman from another country. Oh, my gosh. And goes and saves the world with her. And it's like, after five times of doing this, Robert, go home. Just stop, stop answering your phone. Stop answering your phone. He gets a call in the middle of the night. Ugh. Right, like this dude has saved the world five five times. (laughs) It's always like, oh, there's a woman I fell in love with. (laughs) She's somebody's daughter or son, or not son, (laughs) somebody's daughter or husband, wife, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's always like, oh, somebody dies and he was related to me, this person that Robert Langdon yeah. is now in love with. It's it's very formulaic, but I do really enjoy them. I like uh, The Da Vinci Code and Angels of Demons more than I like Cars. Yeah, I would say that like while I was watching Cars, I was like, I would like to stop doing this so that I can go read my book. Dude, I've but had a couple books like that recently where I'm like, uh, I read this one, just like a random like YA murder mystery called Never World Wake, where I like I opened it. And, and like literally on the back, it's like, you won't stop reading until you finish. You know, you won't be able to put this book down. I got like 30 pages in. And I'm like, I'm unable to put this book down. I have to. I have to. Fi- and like I sat there and it's like 300 pages long or whatever. And I read like 210 pages in the first sitting and then had to put it down because I had something else to do. And I was like, I need to finish the book. I need to know what happens. <laughs> Um, and that's been a good experience recently. I've been, I've been having that, having that with a lot of, uh, paper books. I've finally gotten, you know, halfway through the year, I finally gotten into reading paper books. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm getting to a point with, with reading paper books, even that it's like, if I find something that really captures my attention, that really makes me want to keep reading it. It's like, obviously like there's a hundred percent validity to, to listening to audiobooks as a way to consume a story. There's yeah. no discussion there. But I think in terms of like personal enjoyment, if I can find a book that captures my attention to the point where I cannot help but turn the page, yeah, that to me is the the peak level of enjoying reading. Yeah, I haven't been like that in years. It's great to get back to that. Yeah. That's what I've been trying to find all year. I've just had a complicated year. Yeah. Um, I really want to uh, – I've been listening to the audiobook for Looking for Alaska, the new one that Will Wheaton put out. Same. And in that – I don't yeah, know if I love it or not. I absolutely love it. It is the definitive version. Uh, it's better uh, than the other audiobook for sure. Uh, 
That guy was weird. I don't even remember the other audiobook. I remember that everybody had like a, a ridiculous accents. All I know about Looking for Alaska is that John Green keeps you engaged in a book for what would take you like five hours reading without any central conflict at all, driven entirely by chapter titles, which are just counting down to an yeah, event you incredible. don't know is coming. You're sitting there, and even when I know what's coming, right? I, I even forgotten. when I know what's coming, I'm sitting here like, 46 days before what? 46 days before what, Jonathan? Right. <laughs> Jack, tell me what's going on. Jack Green. Uh it's a good book. Alaska is so yeah, good. I started it this morning. I'm like halfway through. It's short. Yeah, I have about an hour left. We'll listen to it on the drive down. Nice. Yeah. Um, that will be number 98 for me if I finish it. Well, not if I finish it. When I finish it. <laughs> be a wild one of DNF. <laughs> um, but because it's Will Wheaton, it's, it's weird. The result is I really want to read Ready Player One. I, but because I'm enjoying Angels and Demons so much, yeah. I'm like, I want to eyeball Ready Player One. I'm I've never do done that, that for the first. I've still never I've done that. I've never done that. Um, and I already blew my Ready Player One read for the year. I mean, you're you've read a hundred different books. I think you can reread something. And that I cannot wait until freaking January first, where I can just be like, I want to read Harry Potter, and I'm going to. Well, you, or, you haven't read Harry Potter. <laughs> I've read the first one, read and counted. Right. Uh, yeah. So you've got six more that you can count. I've got six more that I can read and count. Uh and you know what? In my car, I have the CDs for book two loaded into the CD drive and I'm very slowly working through them because I'm listening to them when I'm like, the book that I'm listening to sucks. Maybe I'll break out the, the freaking Fault in Our Star CDs and listen to those. I thought about doing that one too. I have the, that uh, one in like the John Green special, version that I have. Special edition silver wrapped hardcover. I just have the original hardback, but I do. Caitlin did get me the the John Green reads the audiobook version on CD. That is cool. Which is is very good. Um, but yeah, uh, so we'll we'll see where it goes with that. Uh, I might give Turtles all the way down another glimpse after this. Uh, looking for Alaska venture. Might try to. I, w- to I thought about it. rereading Catherine's. Which say? I thought about rereading Catherine's because that would essentially be a new read for me. Yeah, basically. But I know. <laughs> I know that. Uh, they I couldn't tell you the main character's name. Uh Will Grayson. Nope, that's the character from Will Grayson, Will Grayson. Hmm. The main character in An Abundance of Catherine's by John Green. So it's not Miles, it's not Quentin. It's it's Augustus Waters. Nope, I have no idea. I know he has a, a friend named Hassan and he dates a bunch of Catherine's. Boy, I don't remember. <laughs> Yeah, that's a new read then. If I can't remember the main character's name, that's a new read. I can't remember the main character's name in Turtles All the Way Down, but I definitely know what that is. Aza Holmes. About. Yes. Because yes. her friend calls her Holmesy. Yes. Aza, A-Z-A. Aza Holmes. A-Z-A, yeah. yeah. Hazel. Hazel Grace. Hazel Grace Lancaster. And Quentin Jacobson. And Abundance Catherine's was banned in the Texas school district. Uh, sexual situations. Ugh. You know, I was reading through Jacobson, uh, Quentin Jacobson, Quentin, not Quentin Coldwater, Quentin Coldwater's the magicians. Colin Singleton is the main character. Colin Singleton. Yeah. In abundance of Catherine's. I remember the Singleton thing now. That's a big deal. Because he's all hopeless romantic guy that dates 47 girls named Catherine or whatever. Yeah. His brother's wife's name. <laughs> it's a little bit weird. A little bit weird. These John Green books are. Even listen, listening to Looking for Alaska this time, I'm kind of like, okay, I get why we're canceling John Green a tiny bit. Like, yeah, there's some part this of me that I'm like, this is strange. 
<laughs> the way you talk about Alaska is a little weird. I'm 28. I'm older than you were when you wrote this book. Now, like, does it still hold up? Not really. The Hulu series is great, though. Let's get back to cars real quick and finish this out. All right. Uh, final thoughts on cars, Ethan. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, this satisfies the part of me that enjoys watching racing these days. Um, I don't know if it satisfies the, like, Pixar fan in me as much as it as some of the other ones do. I think that's where it loses points. But it's a fun movie. Yeah. It's a good story. Um, Lightning McQueen kind of sucks. Lightning does suck, like, but I guess coming back to it, like, I guess maybe maybe this is colored by a certain level of nostalgia for me. We've, we've had this discussion, but I do still feel like this gets a bad rap for what it is. I think it's a fantastic film. I don't think I'd say if it's fantastic, but I'm not going to stop you from saying it. It's it's good. It's a good one. Like I said, it would probably be in the 80s if it was DreamWorks. Yeah. But, um, it just doesn't like I don't ever think of Cars as being one of my top Pixar movies. Um, I would rather watch Finding Nemo right now or uh, Monsters, Inc. or one of the newer ones. Yeah, I like a lot of the, the newer ones better as well. Um, I don't know. I still really liked this. Let's let's see what uh, what did listeners say? So the listeners, the Bacon and Eggs listener score, after I messed up the calculations a couple times, uh, the Bacon and Eggs listener score is an 84.2. 84.2. All right, let me punch that in. So originally I got a 97.1, which is not possible because almost nobody gave it that high of a rating. 84.2, Bacon and Eggs listener score. So I got that there, that there, that there. Let me punch everything in. Not that one. I need this one. So that makes the listener score an 84. I gave it what, an 88? I think so, yeah. And you gave it a 70? It's flat 70, yeah. Okay, and then Rotten Tomatoes was a 74. Metacritic was higher, no, not higher, just lower, 73. And then with the Rotten Tomatoes audience of 79, that brings us to a bacon and egg score of a 79.2. 79.2. Where does that put us? 79.2 puts us pretty low, actually. Uh, it beats out Wonder Woman, uh, loses to Cinderella. Fair. Interesting place for it to slot in. Yeah, those were those were married to each other. Well, now wow. they're not. They got a, a big old Lightning McQueen in the middle. Kachow. 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 With a little bit of rusties. An insane and amount of luck. Of luck. <laughs> you two can look like just like me. Ka-chow. Ka-chow. If it doesn't move at all for the rest of the year, this is our midway point. I don't think that it will stay in the same spot. It seems unlikely that the rest of the movies we watch will be worse than Cars. Uh, well, it still wouldn't be the midway point. It was 25 overall. Uh, Ideally, there's 52. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay, I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I thought you meant yeah, it was currently the midway point, and I was like, that's not how any of that works. No. No, the midway point right now is 1917, which uh, I guess midway was the World War II, but whatever. <laughs> wow. Ow. <laughs> uh, I really don't have anything else to say. Me to you. Either. 
This episode of Bacon and Eggs uh, is an episode of Bacon and Eggs. Sky Graphics by Vaishan Brandon, music by Andrew Scott Bell. Uh, that's graphite.vmb on Instagram and andrewscottbellmusic.com, respectively. Um, this is a production of the WBE Podcast Network, a thing that Tyler and I own, and you can support us and the network at patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. Become a patron and help us keep the lights on around here. I can look, I can turn the lights off and it's miserable. Help me keep the lights on. Um, you can also listen to other great shows like the, like late, late to the party, which is Ethan's Dungeons and Dragons podcast. He does with Jordan and Scott and Tyler and Camille and Ethan. And it's very good. You can listen to it. Uh, there's a preview for it right here. Yeah. We're two episodes into our new season. So just a perfect time to catch up and, and uh, give it a listen. It's good fun. Good, good times. Anyway, uh, that's all I got to say about that. Uh, on behalf of Bacon and Eggs and Tyler Carlin, my name is Ethan Edshill. That's Tyler Carlin. And until next time, Arriba Derchi. Okay, ciao.